You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome to episode 126A of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan. Good to be here again. Hope everybody's doing a little bit of all right. Thanks to my guest, Ryan Power. Some great feedback. Always have nice feedback when I have the uh, people either from PEI or went through, played in uh, junior or whatever it might be, or even just visited. But I really get positive feedback when I have people from PEI. And that says a lot. It really does. I kind of expect it from Newfoundland. I'm from here. And I know the cut of our jib. But uh, I must say, nothing but positive messages. And it was nice to see. Ryan, like I said, is a good friend of mine. But I didn't realize he had so many of the same mutual friends as I did in, in PEI. I mean, I could have figured it out. But, uh, yeah, from... From guys that I've had on here, like Darcy Harris to Jason McDonald, uh, to all kinds of friends that went to UPEI, or or just happened to live in PEI and respected the way he played. David Mitchell, there's a goalie that my good buddies that uh, sent a message. I hadn't talking, I hadn't spoken to Mitch in a while, and I will soon. I mean, he texted me, but it just 
triggered my mind. David Mitchell, there's a name from PEI if you're listening. A great goalie. Not every great goalie makes the NHL, but uh, we were playing in the West Coast League. It's all the East Coast League now. I was playing in Boise. He was in Fresno, Idaho Steelheads, Fresno Falcons, I believe. And um, they beat us. Brody Koff, another good Prince Edward Islander, was on that team. And they really upset us. We came in first by a landslide, and they snuck in. But anything can happen in the playoffs. Mitch stood on his head. And we still keep in, uh, keep in contact to this day. I believe Mitch is working for Labatt Breweries still. So shout out to David Mitchell. And by the way, Mitch, I'd love to have you on sometime. So I'm going to Rapid City, South Dakota, November 10th. I'm looking forward to it. They have a professional hockey team there, the Rapid City Rush. And my buddy, Scott Burt, Scott and I were roommates in that very team I just talked about, Boise, Idaho Steelheads, way back in the early 2000s. And we were also roommates on the Red Deer Rebels in junior. And we were also roommates for a time at the under-17 or was it under-18? You know, it was under-17 Team Canada. Um, or World Hockey Championships, we played for Team Pacific Canada, which would have been Alberta and BC. So I was living out west when I was 14. As you all know, that follow along with the podcast, I had moved out west in 91-92 to pursue my hockey dream as a member of the Quinnell Millionaires and hopefully soon Tri-City Americans. And there was a young Scott Burt from, uh, well, he's from Chetwin. But I, I believe he was playing in trail or whatever. But we went to the, uh, it was called BC's Best Ever. I don't know if it still is. That's just what they called it every year, BC's Best Ever Camps. And uh, anyway, uh, we went and we, we slugged it out and we made the team. Scott and I, uh, who else was from BC on that team? Mike McBain. Uh, who else was from? Joe Cartarelli. Uh, Kyle McLaren was on that team. Vancouver Canucks fans might remember Byron Ritchie. Byron Ritchie was on that squad. Yeah, Kyle McLaren, Wade Redden, Josh Green, Craig Adams, lots of NHLers. Um, yeah, anyway, we lost in the crossover to check. That's another story I got in a brawl. If you can believe it, the scouts actually liked it. It would have been now it would be seen as such unsportsmanlike play, and I'd get fired out of the tournament. Well, I was fired out of the tournament. It's only what a period left. It was in the crossover. But I remember scouts liking it that I that I was sour about losing, but better to take it out on another player than crack your stick over the top of the net. <laughs> it's funny how that works back then. Sometimes it works to this day, but it's few and further between. That was at a under-17 World Hockey Challenge. And uh, I just lost my mind on a guy from the Czech Republic. Not that he didn't deserve it. Slashed me pretty hard, but I didn't have to rip his helmet off and fight two players on the one play. And I was it, I remember five games, I was MVP, player of the game, three out of the five games. And I ruined it all with that, you know, just as far as tournament all-star and all that stuff. I know shit went downhill just a few years later, but all the boys that were, were there and 
people around me at the time will remember that at that time that was a big tournament three out of five player of the games in the worlds and uh like think world junior but under 17 and uh yeah no all-star selection got thrown out on a display of unsportsmanlike conduct not seen in those parts for quite some time anyway anyway i'll move on so we're going to i'm going to rapid city scotty's the coach there and they're um gm or maybe director of player personnel jared reed anyway jared works with the team as a member of the brass and so they contacted me and want me to go down so i like i said i do these appearances and i'm not really ever sure what people want sometimes they want me to golf with them sometimes a speech sometimes live q a more often than not at this point live q a kind of like the chicklets thing that was more of a live show that we did live podcast kind of thing um i've done like like i said i've done stand-up before so i've tried that but i just end up doing stories and they're more kind of put on so the live and not that i won't do that i mean i i've got three or four ready to go that i could tell but it's usually an interesting dynamic when we have live q a because then i get to like a lot of those stories and it seems well it is more organic um but anyway so i'm going to go down that weekend and uh you know i enjoy doing this and i get paid well to do it so i'm like i take pride in I, a lot of people i guess you know when you do enough of these it seems like a chore but no i really do i i enjoy that and it's my favorite way to talk to people because like i said to you people i don't want to be ignorant to anybody but i just can't handle all the messages and a lot of them to be honest are ridiculous so i you know in the run of a day to me that mental all those mental tasks of looking down and just checking messages and i have to take care of my own stuff right like i don't know paying bills and um you know everything that comes with with life everybody knows i mean every day there's something to do yesterday i had to re-register for actress the acting union i had to go over some uh dates in my head i see if we're doing season two of shorzy looks good but I have to plan dates around that, right? And then Penny Lane getting out to see her mom and back. And then there's, I'm in the union with the crew as well. It's called IATSE. And I was in yesterday on Hudson and Rex for a day of set dressing. So I had to deal with some of that stuff. So it's just, it's that, okay? So that is everybody's life, right? But I I get more tired from brain work than anything. I'd rather run a marathon than have to deal with all that stuff. So then, of course... There's dealing with the podcast and everything that involves, and you know, sending out books and there's always that every week. So there's dealing with that. So I try to get to all the real pressing stuff first, and then I'm I get to the the books that I need to send out and uh, basically you know little tasks to do with listeners and fans of, of Shorzy and whatever it might be or the, or Chicklets. And then planning the next chiclet stuff. And, you know, maybe I'm working on some stuff myself that I'm trying to write, you know, like as in short films and actual films and uh, or TV series, to be honest. But, you know, that, that that takes a lot of brain power. So, again, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but if I see a hundred new messages from people that, um, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not 
uh, intimate friends with or relatives or things like that, but might be a listener to the show and I, who I respect. Um, but you know, it might say, <laughs> you know, I, I really do. I still get like, give your balls a tug or, or a hitch quote. What's a good hitch quote? Uh, you know, so stay where you're to till I comes where you're at or, uh, you know, boys, run them up and fill them in or whatever. Right. And I know it's just listeners and everything, but I get probably, I don't know, 50 of those a day. But you got to open them and look and, and make sure because some of them might be, it might say that to begin with. And then it's like, hey, Terry, there's an opportunity to come to so-and-so. Like Rapid City, the boys got to me through Instagram. So I got to keep checking these things. It just becomes such a mental task. So my, the, by the time I get to the people that actually want to know the answer to a question, either I'll try to answer them on here or say, you know, listen, I'm going to be in so-and-so or Edmonton. I mean, think about it. I know you might live wherever. I know I'm talking to a large audience that at this point is worldwide and, you know, most still come from North America. But, you know, in the last six months, I've been in Vegas. I've been in Edmonton. Well, everywhere in Canada, basically, um, you know, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, um, hopefully going down south uh, real soon. So I probably will get to your area. Boston is another one. You know, I probably will be there at some point if not now. You know, I don't know when. I mean, it seems that a lot's happening in the world of chiclets, um, in the world of Shorzy, or in the world of just doing what I do. So if that's possible, honestly, save your questions for then because it'll be a whole lot more enjoyable. And that's why I look forward to these things. I do love the interaction. By the time I get to it, to be honest, I have a headache. It's almost those of you that have ever had a concussion. Um, I don't want to trigger bad memories, but I'm pretty I mean knock on wood I do there's symptoms that happen since I had post-concussion syndrome I won't say they're there every day or they're prevalent but uh, you know I just noticed and it's more I always got migraine headaches as a kid um, it was more what I ate and things but definitely there's something to do with the eyes definitely um, and, and that's the biggest thing knock on wood again and I'll do it every time because having post-concussion syndrome was the worst experience of my life. And if anybody wants to know what I think about post-concussion syndrome, concussions themselves, danger within the game, anxiety or depression, I will say, buy my second book. Okay? Um, how many times do I get on here? I'd never like to peddle my fucking book. I'm not one of those guys. I don't put it in your face, as you know, or I would. I mean, you want to follow me, fine. I'll put posts up once in a while, but I'm not going to try to drive it down people's throats. If you want to buy it, fine. But I will say, I get an awful lot of messages dealing with one of those things, post-concussion syndrome, um, concussions in general, retiring from hockey, anxiety, and depression. Five of those things I get a lot. And my second book's called Fights, Film, and Folklore. And... Um, the whole first part fights basic. I mean, that's alliteration, right? It's wordplay fights, film folklore, but the whole fights part is more dealing with concussion, anxiety, and depression. You know that because it, it's the whole fights. Should we have fighting argument? And I'm not going to get into all of it. Um, and I didn't get any from fights. I got them from, uh, open ice hits, post concussion syndrome. I got, I got knocked out. There's a difference. There's a difference. I, uh, and I, again, I 
it's big in my mind. I'm just one a person that experienced it. I think everybody might experience a different thing. I mean, what part of your head do you get hit? That's probably something to do with it. If we know that certain parts of our function, everyday function, memory comes from one part of your brain. Uh, you know, feelings from another. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, speaking, uh, communication, those come from, so whatever, uh, I would think that other than the pain, whatever part of your brain you get that gets hit probably affects you in a different way. There's similarities, but there's differences. Again, that's just going to the Mayo Clinic. I went to the Mayo Clinic, the top neuro, I, I hear, neurological hospital in the world. I went there when I went through that. And the Canadians at first didn't agree to pay. And they did it when I got back and they realized how serious it was. I think they were like, you know, come on, kid, you must be just nervous or something. But I was going through and they had right to say it at the time, because all I remember is Brett Lindros went through it and Paul Correa had just had it. But Pat LaFontaine was going through it. He was an NHL superstar and he phoned me. Concussions, the way we deal with them, were rather new. At least the way we deal with them, they had to be there. But the game was speeding up. You know, punchers are, were were stronger uh, hitters were bigger and stronger uh the glass went from plexiglass remember the way it used to be it used to bend it used to hit somebody even the boards used to kind of bend and then it just went up i'm a big believer that that's one of the reasons that a lot of people don't talk about but um you know there's no give in the boards anymore or the glass and and that leads to you know it's not always who's doing the hitting it's what you're being hit into right and so there's a lot more cushion before uh hockey's the only sport i know of that you know you you get older and you know think basketball there's many basketball many basketball nets think soccer you play on a quarter of a field when you, and, and smaller when you're in timbits or whatever and penny lane up until she was 10 played on a quarter of a field you know and then half and now they're on the full field um i can go to most sports and explain that especially contact sports or, uh, or, and reiterate that, but hockey, you know, you start, or at least I did in novice playing on the big rink. And as you get older, the puck say, stays just as hard. The boards are hard. The ice is hard. The players just get bigger. You, you like run out of room. Now do you, you get used to playing like it, but you know, it's unlike the other sports. Right, and so by the time you get pro, uh, major junior, you, you know you take these hits that you're still kind of learning, right? You're still kind of learning how to keep your head up, and you never really become an expert, or you wouldn't get hit. But anyway, just some observations. So it it really does. I think that's the biggest reason that I don't like going through so many messages and being online so much because it hurts my eyes. You'll often see me wearing glasses, right? People give me shit. Oh, Mr. Cool Guy wearing his glasses. I often wear them in the fucking bar, man. But it's honestly, honestly, in my case, it's 100% that's the reason. Now on Cameo, there's another reason. So pause the story. I'm Here I am talking about Rapid City. I haven't even fucking started that story yet. But... um. When I do cameos, sometimes that's the reason because I wear glasses and I wear them a lot. But a lot of the time, I don't like people to see that I'm reading. And I'm not always reading, but I got notes there. I mean, people ask me to do a cameo. 
and um you know it's 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 it, it it's at first i charged i think 20 or 30 bucks and you know i couldn't keep up with them so clearly there was demand and i i just couldn't keep up so i mean i made it i can't remember 80 or 90 now i think it's 119 bucks but um the reason guys like i like to do a good job right and and you know, because a lot of people complain. I've been over this before, not long ago, so I won't go there. But I like to do, do a good job. So I got it at one nineteen American now, I think. And look, if I wasn't getting any action, I would say I overpriced it. But I'm still getting a lot of action. So, and it's comfortable, right? I get one, two, three. You know, every few days, every in a week, I might get five now, which is good. It, it, I can keep up. But I spend a few hours at that man. I try to either write a poem. Or come up with some kind of routine. I try to tie in the information they give me as best I can with my life and with some, with whatever they're going through, whether it's a birthday or uh, uh, the other day it was a, a death, man. I don't know what I'm going to get. It's a weddings. It's, you know, people, a lot of people are fans of Shorzy, the Montreal Canadiens, or Spit and Chicklets, right? And then you get some of this podcast and... You know, so there's there's one of really four or five angles to come at it through. And I try to do my best, man. So doing my best, I put time into it. Uh, so, but, you know, I write so much. Sometimes it's three and four pages long. And I try to remember. And I'm like, every time I do it, I forget something. And I'm like, man, it would have been better. So what I do now, I put kind of cheat sheets. Not every time. You can You can tell when. Like behind the camera if I need them, right? And I got, I because I, I don't know either. I, I also don't like to just read it. Then that looks put on and I wouldn't pay for that if I was on the receiving end. I wouldn't pay for that. But I don't know, uh, much like maybe a late night talk show host, I'm guessing. I've never been on a set of a talk show a few times, but I've never actually looked at what they're reading. I don't know. You're looking at night. One of these late night talk show, show hosts. Um, you know, they're, they're reading a lot of times they're going with the flow they're adding i mean they're ad-libbing they're reading um and you know they often have notes or or you know highlighted for me it's highlighted on the paper i i won't write paragraphs i'll write notes and i'll highlight them and i'll often color coordinate with whatever thought i have so then you don't see me read enough i might have four pages spread out behind the camera and then some notes to my far right. The next ones are to my far left. And then the last in the middle. So then I'm looking all over the place. But glasses help that effect, right? And people want to show it to their friends or whatever. You don't want to see some guy reading or looking at mental triggers. I mean, at least I wouldn't. So that's another reason. I wear, I wear the glasses shades often for that reason. But I actually got some coming that are kind of half and half you know what i mean they have a they have a tint to them and those are perfect and then people don't think i'm being pretentious by being out at night with glasses on it does look pretentious i don't know why it's only comfort and i shouldn't really care and i normally don't i normally don't give a shit what people think and i'm sure you can pick that up from me but when it's like arrogance then i don't like i'm not comfortable with people thinking i'm arrogant and um i know a lot of you are out there and i really don't give a fuck normally but when i wear shades i feel that i'm adding fuel to that fire um 
And yeah, and that's a whole nother thing. You know how many times I get caught called that? Um, but, you know, yeah, I get, I get listeners from all ends of the spectrum. And usually people that use the word arrogant have watched chiclets. And I, I'm assuming it's from when I come out before the chiclets cup and I roast nose face killer or whatever it might be or try to. And that's on me, I guess. But, you know, you got to realize that's an act. Um, if I'm talking about my hockey career, I mean, the facts are facts. I'm going to take overall in the fucking world. Uh, you, you can resent that and you can be jealous of it, but that's a fact. I'm really not arrogant about it. I, 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 that's a matter of fact. I, and I don't think I was at the time either. I was a humble hockey player who liked to do what I could for my team. Um, I was taught to be unselfish by my father. And that's just not as a teammate. That's as a person. And, you know, there's a lot that I don't have going for me. I know that. There's a lot I got to work on. My temper is one of them. And certainly if you've seen me freak out, you probably would associate that sometimes with arrogance. But just a note, that's one of my pet peeves. And the kind of friends I got, I, I will attribute it to my parents and my friends. My friends wouldn't let me get arrogant. They would call me out on it right away, right away. And, you know, I, I suppose that's one of the benefits of playing on teams so much is that one of the common denominators, no matter what goddamn team you're on, whether it's a senior hockey team or a ball hockey team in the summer or a Chicklets Cup or whatever, when the cameras are off and you get on like a cocky bastard, someone's going to call you out on it. So my mental default setting is not usually arrogant, but, uh, you know, I guess it depends who I'm talking to. If someone's pissing me off and they're not giving me respect, then of course... I will probably try to kill him or her with words. And yeah, it could get there into arrogant ter territory. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Do you think that Shesterkin's the favorite to win the Vesna? I don't know. I like the plus 500 on Andre Vasilevsky. There's also a Battle of Alberta coming up next weekend. How many points does Connor McDavid end up with? Who gets the win? What's the final score? These are all things you can bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But anyhow, anyhow, that's why I don't like to wear shades out in public. I'm looking forward to these half and halves I'm getting. And uh, it's also why I don't entertain an awful lot of messages online. And if you, if I do, it's going to be often a long time before I get back to you. And even if you're a buddy, that's the way it goes. If you got my phone number and you really need something, text me and then it's immediate. 
I often take like three breaths. Breathe deep. Okay, time to check Instagram. Time to check Instagram. Honestly, God. That happens a few times a day. I check Instagram and then I'm done with it. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Point is, if you want to come see me, it'll be much better experience in person. And that opportunity for anybody from South Dakota or thereabouts is going to be there November 10th weekend. I'm looking forward to it. So what I'm going to do next episode, I'm going to have Scott and Jared on. Hopefully we can work this out on Thursday, have them on and uh, release it on Friday. Um, and uh, I mean, like I said, I'm heading down there. So it's only a couple weeks before I head, before I get there. And I'm looking forward to it. It's about 20 minutes from Mount Rushmore. I hear the Black Hills of South Dakota, which uh, are are known for many reasons. Historically, it would be, uh, I think, and I, I don't know exactly, but I know thereabouts is where Custer's Last Stand happened, Sitting Bull, um, the Battle of... Of Battle of, I know I got this. I got this. Jesus, I did it. Ah, uh, Little Bighorn, the Battle of Little Bighorn, which is very, very famous battle for many reasons, uh, but it's historic. Um, I've always been intrigued. If you watch a lot of those, it's the type of thing that keeps coming up. A lot of those, ever watch the Ken Burns documentaries? He's got one on baseball, is my favorite. Um, there's one. And if you haven't seen the baseball and you like Ken Burns, immediately do not pass go $200. Go right there. Watch tonight. It is brilliant. It's separated in nine uh, episodes, which represent the nine innings. And uh, anyway, but Ken Burns does, he does two or three war ones. I just watched one of the Civil War. Anyway, Little the Battle of Little Bighorn is the type of thing that comes up in all of them. You know what I mean? Because it's relevant. It kind of transcends one particular battle and represents and uh, a particular time. And it's a famous battle anyway, but in, in the United States culture, you know, it's sewn into there. You can't really escape it. It's a very, very historic area. Hence, I mean, Mount Rushmore. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's why I'm going, I'm staying an extra day because I want to check out all the local attractions. And it's a small place. Rapid City, I believe, is only about 100,000 people or less less uh so which, which is i say emphatically I'm, I'm i'm happy about that i'm looking forward to it um uh, you know i've seen a lot of the big cities there are to see i like seeing small town america especially places i haven't been and uh and are so important and not just in, in rapid city not just in south dakota not just in the united states but um you know, United American history is important for many reasons. Say what you want about the political divide. They're still, you know, they lead the world. And we're, we're certainly here in Canada appreciative that we're their baby brother. Put it that way. Um, every major country uh, or, or every major organization that I can think of, you know, special interest group, every major, which I guess could be a country. Um, but there's ups and downs. And usually what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And a lot of people look at the United States now and say, oh, well, they're so divided. I mean, they are. And I'm one of them that says that sometimes. But if you look through the history of the United States or 
North America or Canada or any fucking country, uh, you go back, you're, you're going to see a lot of history repeating itself. So all, all we can do is try to move the bar a little bit, which I think we're doing. And for all the shit that's going down in the States now, there's still a lot of good, right? Now, let's say, and I'm veering off again, but I just want to make this clear because I don't enough. Let's say you're talking about racism. I know it's out there and I know it's bad and I know you're here. Everybody has a camera, so you're seeing a lot of examples of it. But we have come a long way, right? We have come a long way. I know and I can say that I think about the United States. I'm, I'm back and forth there every year, it seems. I grew up there to a degree. I mean, I graduated high school there, so I don't want to speak as an American, and I can't. But it seems to me when I'm down there, we have come a long way. And I know in Newfoundland even, we've come a long way. Um, and I'm just talking about um, minorities that come in to work and be absorbed by the community, right? Um, I, I and, and I know on a local level that's come a long way, and on a national level it has. And when I'm in the United States, it certainly seems that way. If we're watching, you know, again, the bar often swings way far one way, and, you know, it gets too woke or too liberal, or then it'll go the other way and get too fucking too far to the right or whatever. But for the most part, we improve. Right? Like I said, most people don't agree with every fucking thing that one politician has to say. Right? Or one, you, you might think it nowadays, but it's not the case. And I, I can say it now more confidently than ever after touring around the last couple of years more than ever and talking to people from all over. Most people I see that want to talk and want to, they, they, that, that want to give energy to the conversation from all sides of the political spectrum, but most of them are in the middle somewhere. They want to be good. They want to do onto the person next to them, uh, you know, as they want done onto themselves. They want to keep moving the bar. Now, it's it's forwards. It's 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 two steps forward, one step back. Often three steps back, one step forward. But you know, you forge into the future. That's what you do. And the United States is still one of the best places to live on Earth uh, for many, 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 many reasons. And um, I, I don't want to just leave it at race. Let's say, I don't know, gay rights, let's say. I don't know. Like I said, my Uncle Daryl is gay. Man, he grew up in Grand Falls. He got shit kicked all the time. He moved to Victoria, B.C. and still had a hard time. That was the 80s. But, you know, in his lifetime, again, I know that, you know, we're not going to be perfect. But his life's gotten a lot better. And I hope for Penny Lane, one of her best friends is a gay boy 12 years old and uh, you know his life will probably be a little bit better or the opportunities will be there that probably weren't there for my uncle daryl now i can't say that for sure can i because i'm not fucking gay but so i my point is i don't want to be ignorant and, and speak for another race or a, another gender or another sexuality but you know for i i think that I think that we're we're making improvements, and when I say gender, you know, females. I know it's it's never great, okay. Um, I shouldn't say it's never great. It, it, it is story. It, it, often it's great. What am I saying? I'm, I'm mincing my words here. I'm trying to sugarcoat it. For females, yeah, I know. Let's say wage inequality, okay. Um, you know, again, 
there are places on earth that you still have to wear a mask over your face. I don't support it. And hopefully, you know, a lot of those places are in the Middle East. It might come down to religion or whatever. And and hopefully for them, but nothing to do with my world. Hopefully for them. And I hear that now there's a lot going on and maybe they're, you know, that'll be a thing of the past soon. Hopefully for them. Boy, am I ever treading the line here today. But uh, what I'm saying is that females in general, women, you know, things happen and they you know, they give attention and awareness to a certain thing. Are we perfect now? No, but I think we've come a long way. So let's just say, let's just say these three things. Um, women's rights, gay rights, and I don't want to say rights but with minor- minorities because everybody's got the same rights, but they certainly weren't treated the same um, historically, right? And And if you go back to slavery, then that is a rights issue. I'm just saying in all those categories, we do, we have improved. Am I wrong? It seems to me we have. Now, I don't live with the glasses on of one of the people or through, I don't see the world through one of those people's eyes, but it seems to me we have uh, come a long way. Uh, safety, um, I don't know. Um, what else? Um, fa- fairness and equality in the workplace, and I don't just mean equality when it comes to one of the things I just mentioned, I mean, like, I don't know, I have a tattoo on your face, right? I don't when I was, when I was, I sound like an old man, but really when I was a teenager, that's not that fucking long ago here. I'm 45. I'm not 85. Right. So even when I was in my twenties, I remember even my mom saying, well, you know, don't get a tattoo there. I, I even placed my first few so you wouldn't be able to see them, you know, because you won't get a job. That's what I mean. I just mean that more, you know, it's, it, it's no longer such a bad thing it's such a ball and chain to be open-minded you know i mean think about it the beatles grew their hair long and it was seen as a crazy a devilish act elvis swung his hips and was fucking hated by millions right so i mean it, it just it takes a lot of people it takes a lot of actions it takes a lot of tragedy it takes a lot of greatness it takes a lot of fucking everything it takes a lot of human emotion and a human experience to keep that you know to to keep moving forward in a positive direction basically it takes a lot of negativity for a little positivity but you know say what you want we've always had tyrants and we've always had divisiveness and there's you know if you, you the further you go back i mean come on man we used to eat each other whatever we used to fucking that 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 took a turn <laughs> but you know we used to torture each other and i like it, it still goes on i just truly believe that humanity in general is moving in the right direction and it often looks foggy because of the fucking craziness of humanity in general but with more media, right? That's another thing. This shit was always out there. But now if anything negative happens, you're going to see it on your big screen immediately or you're going to see it on your phone. Um, it's going to pop up, right? And it's going to come up on TikTok, right? You don't always see a good deed, but you'll see a plane blow up or you'll see some racist asshole fucking shoot 10 kids or you'll you'll see, uh, you know, somewhere in the world, uh, you know, a 
gender being an issue. But for the most part, right? And, and media is media. They're just going to get a fucking story and negative attracts more than positive, I guess, or they wouldn't do it. But trust me, and I, I didn't get to anything I wanted to get to today other than I'm going to uh, Rapid City. I got to take Penny Lane to soccer now. Are you ready to go? To volleyball? Can you? No, 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 I'll do it. Can you get your soccer stuff? Take all of it. There, each night is this on top of all of it. Yeah, I'm a single dad. So um, Penny Lane has volleyball at 5.30 to 7 and a soccer game tonight, 8 to 9.30. So, yeah, I'll see you all at midnight. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, anyway, um, I don't know where I was going to that. I, I was going to get on to a, a few things. One thing was P.K. Subban. Um, great career. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? No. Um, so it's a short answer for you to now, Dave. Dave from Toronto wanted to know that. <laughs> I know Biz Nasty thinks so. I don't. I think he's a fantastic defenseman, um, Norris Trophy winner. Most, I think, probably are in the Hall of Fame, but I just don't think. Uh, if you just look at comparable numbers and uh, fantastic player, almost, but I don't quite think he has the numbers or dominated long enough to be a Hall of Famer. Great player, though. Support him. Truly. But uh, anyway, that was supposed to take up a lot more time. The P.K. Subban question I was going to get to. Uh, three more questions at the very least. Ryan Power. A lot of people ask how he trains. Um, maybe you can go to one of his websites he met, mentioned last time. I don't know if I'm the authority to talk about that. Um, and I'm certainly not the authority to talk about skating because that definitely was my worst attribute. Um, I... You know, if you take it all, if you take the speed and agility and all that, I have no problem saying that. That's why I don't know. There you go. That's not arrogant. I went eighth overall on the fucking planet, and I really don't know how good of an NHLer. I know I would have been an NHLer. I, I mean, I was, but I know it would have been longer if I didn't get hurt. But uh, honestly, if skating could have, could have bit me, I would have had enough determination, I think, to play on the fourth line, given the other people that did in my same position relative numbers in the minors and everything else. But skating's big in the NHL, right? I mean, it's big. And, you know, I was always having to work on that. And I really did notice in the NHL more than ever, like, whew, I mean, I played with Valerie Bure and Saku Koivu and Mark Recchi. I mean, there's three three guys that I played on a line with at some point. And they're supreme skaters. So who knows, uh, you know, would I've would I have been... Uh, lived up to the eighth overall moniker. I mean, I, don't, I really don't know, but I would have been a player. I believe that. Is that arrogant? I don't think so. I think it's logical. Did I want to get to more questions? Yes, I certainly did. Am I excited to go to Rapid City, South Dakota in two weeks? Yes, I really am. Um, and um, I wish I could have spoken about it a little bit more. But you know what? That's what the next podcast is for. We'll have Jared and Scott on here. And they'll explain exactly what I'm doing because I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Um, like I said, I often give a speech, often do a Q&A. Sometimes I do a ball hockey camp. Sometimes we uh, do a live podcast at a local bar, someone else's podcast. Maybe I'll bring my, hey, maybe I'll bring my computer and do one from down there. All I know is that I'm really excited to do it. Tune in next time. And the thing is, um, if you're worried about the next podcast being so boring because we're just going to talk about Terry's trip. No, Scotty Burt, like I said, he's my teammate. He's going to be on there. I had him on like towards the beginning of this pod, maybe two or three years ago when it wasn't even the same real format, I don't think. So, and, you know, I'll ask him some uh, updated questions. He's a coach now 
and uh, has got some great stories, has accomplished a lot, and was a real, real close friend. And Scotty lived with me. It's one thing to play on my team, but he was my roommate. So we got some fucking unbelievable stories together that I didn't even talk about last time when he was on. So it'll be a great podcast. Tune in and go Rapid City Rush. Thanks to everybody for tuning in again. This has been episode 126B of Tales with TR. If you're in St. John's and you're downtown and you want to go have a beer, I mean, why not go to Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Green Sleeves, Rob Roy, or the Bull and Barrel. If you're going to go for a bite to eat, my first two choices are always Merchant Tavern and Blue on Water. And of course, don't forget Wedgwood Cafe, which I like to stop in for lunch every once in a while. They also do catering by my good buddy, Peter Wedgwood. Stop in on Elizabeth Avenue, Wedgwood Cafe. Check it out. It's an awesome spot. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm off to girls volleyball slash soccer. Should be interesting. See you all again in just a few days. This has been episode one. 26B. Catch y'all on the rebound.